This is Knowledge in 5 from the Knowledge at Wharton Sirius XM radio show, hosted by Dan Loney. We've heard for some time about how violence and crime happens at sea. Stories about pirates trying to raid ships has been something looked at by various governments over the last decade or two. But a new series of articles in the New York Times by Ian Urbina shows that not only do these incidents continue, but they also, in some cases, go unpunished. And Ian Urbina joins us on the show right now. How prevalent are these types of incidents today? So it's really hard to say for sure. Um, there's almost two tiers or two universes out there. Um, there's the one that, you know, Captain Phillips depicted, and that's the, you know, large container ships um, that most, you know, 90% of what we consume travels on. Yep. Um, and those were targeted really intensely off the coast of Somalia, 2008, 2010, that's fallen off significantly. Um, the, the prevalent realm is the smaller ships, the cargo ships, the fishing vessels, and the violence in that realm um, is really intense. And we found, you know, in last year, about 5,000 to 6,000 seafarers were um, kidnapped, attacked, um, many of them killed uh, just in one year. Uh, I'm going to start with the section you did called Murder at Sea. This is staggering. I mean, this was a murder that was caught on camera, yet really nothing was done to the people that shot him. Yes, yeah, so this was um, a story that was brought to me by an Interpol source uh, who sent me an email one night um, whose subject line was Brace Yourself. And the video that he sent was uh, on a cell phone that was left in the back of a taxi in Fiji. And a student found it, started flipping through it, saw this video, was shocked, uploaded it up to YouTube, got called by police, handed it over to police. And it shows uh, essentially four men floating in the water and four large tuna longliners, big ships, uh, sort of surrounding them. And over the course of 10 minutes, these guys in the water who were sort of clinging to wreckage and you can um, see that they're in pretty desperate straits, are picked off by someone who's off camera uh, wielding a semi-automatic weapon. And you see the crew who are sort of celebrating the killing and, and sort of in, and enjoying it and, and filming it. At the end of the video, the, the, the guys filming it um, pose for selfies. And it just blew us away that um, th there had, this murder had not been solved, so we thought we'd try to investigate it. The final part uh, that I wanted to bring up that you talk about is about this uh, renegade fishing trawler uh, that was chased over a variety of seas. Uh, the nautical miles, I think, was over 100,000 nautical miles, I think, uh, but before they finally caught it and sunk the ship. Yeah, so it was, it, was, it was long. It was 10,000. 10,000, I'm sorry. 10,000, 11,000 miles, um, which is quite a distance and the longest in history. Yeah. So um, Interpol has a most wanted list. You know, mm -hmm. It's called the Purple List. And if you get a purple notice on you as a ship, then you're in big trouble. Uh, and it, it's essentially you know, a rest on site. Yeah. And the top of the list was a ship called the Thunder. And this was a sort of notorious um, fish pirate poacher that um, targeted something called Chilean sea bass. And these guys on the Thunder had for a decade been um, uh, stealing this fish from Antarctic waters mostly and, you know, to the tune of $67 million. And then they disappear on the high seas. And no one's out there really chasing anyone. So a vigilante sort of environmental group called Sea Shepherd uh, decided to run an experiment. And that was, can we find these guys, the Thunder, 
and we won't engage them, we won't ram them, we won't try to sink them, we can't arrest them, we're not cops, but we can chase them, and any time they try to pull into port, we can raise a stink and call Interpol and call authorities and make sure that they're arrested, and that'll keep them at sea, and they'll run out of fuel. That was their goal. And indeed, they found them while fishing in Antarctic waters illegally, and they chased them, and thus began sort of the longest chase in history, and it ran from Antarctica through a cyclone and nearly getting hit by a glacier, and the ships nearly rammed each other intentionally at one point, and then the thunder ran all the way up until the coast of Africa. We got on board the chaser ship and sort of told uh, the second half of the story firsthand. (laughs) What was that like, just being involved in this process? I don't want to overstate it, because it's like a foot race between turtles. So uh, you're out in the middle of the ocean, and there's your ship. Um, But on the other hand, it was very dramatic... um, overall. And and the ending to the story, I don't know if I should spoil it, but it resulted in one of the ships sinking. I'll just leave it at that. For more information about Knowledge at Wharton, go to knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.